Vex. This is the latest entry in the Diary of Doom. I am your cypher, Dylan, and join me as we look back on the rich history of Doom Metal and its sister sounds based on the recounted tales of its followers. Every week, we'll have a different guest to spin their yarn. You can visit the website at diaryofdoom.com, follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, follow the podcast on diaryofdoom.podbean.com, and subscribe and listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and wherever else you may stream podcasts from. And if you have a question or want to pick something or whatever, you can fire off an email to diaryofdoom1968 at gmail.com. Joining us for this week's chapter is Oniric Choi. They're a three-piece uh, progressive rock band uh, uh, with some other psychedelic start in uh, from Barcelona. So we have Edward, Alvar, and Victor in-house with us. Thank you for coming on. Thanks Thank to you. you for having us. Thank you for having us. Calling, calling in from across the pond, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's interesting. Just I uh, just spoke with another band uh, from Italy, um, sort of uh, kind of a, of a, a similar vibe to you. So um, I I, I kind of you know picked up on the fact that like psychedelic rock and prog rock in Europe, like there's this this very prominent section of the European metal scene that just like loves that shit way more than here in the States probably, you know, and at least up until more recently, I, I think it definitely picked up more in recent years. Um, but it took a long time for bands like that to kind of gain recognition here. A guy from Orange Goblin said that a lot of bands that play this style of music from the States will just tour in Europe. Um, Cause it's been way, it was way more successful there than it was originally what can you guys say to that? Like, um, and I guess that would be a way to, for you to talk about like your influences and getting into that. But um, what can you say about like the psychedelic scene in Europe? Uh, I guess, and then like in Spain and whatnot. I I, I think there's a difference in between and and Spain. I, I think in Spain it's uh, maybe it's not as prominent. It's, maybe it's not as common for people to be a lot into psychedelic music or uh, underground genres of music. I think maybe more in northern countries or eastern countries, uh, maybe even Italy, it's, you know, it has more success. But we feel like here in Spain, it, it's starting here in, in Barcelona and Madrid. There are some bands that are starting to emerge, but, but not up to the point that is going on in some other European countries, I think. But, yeah, I'd say that. You know, furthermore, I, I don't know a ton of Spanish metal bands. I think that you're probably like probably the first Spanish band that I've actually like spoken with and I and I don't really know what um what the scene is like at all. Yeah. The the thing like the, the scene here in, in Spain, like the, the main genres will be like really like like pop music, like the mainstream Mm -hmm. For example, some kind of of music that will be mainstream in the United States, so the pop, the big pop stars. And besides that, there's a lot of like people here in Spain that really like Spanish rock and Spanish uh, indie music sung in 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 Spanish. You know, so uh, I think that's why maybe there are not as many international successful Spanish bands because most of the successful Spanish bands. They sing in Spanish, and mm -hmm. they will be, uh, they will have recognition in Spain, maybe in Latin America too, but mostly 
in Spain. Like people here really love to to be local, you know, and to have a you know uh, a domestic success rather than going international. So maybe that's one of the reasons why I guess. Hmm, that's interesting. I, I've never really like thought of it that way. I always figured like, especially with bands today, they you know always like want to push their music, and there's a lot of support on the state side for the European bands. You know, we always want to see European bands come over here. You know, uh, we get disappointed. You know, when there's you know visa issues, and obviously there were a lot of other issues last year. You know, but like yeah. you know, it's like a big deal when certain bands like from Europe come over here. Yeah, but it's a hard step for European uh, bands to come to the States. It's like a long trip. And so you have to be at least a bit more successful to be able to cross the, the sea, mm -hmm. the ocean, and go there to the States. And it's easier for us, uh, for Spanish musicians, to... Uh, to try to be successful in here and to be honest not uh, everyone in Spain, in Spain have a very good English mm -hmm. understanding so it's easier for a Spanish band to sing in Spanish yeah yeah know your audience <laughs> yeah yeah exactly but for us we like the hard way. Yeah. yeah. For us, <laughs> yeah. it would be, be kind of a dream come true to be able to go on tour in the United States, for example. That would be amazing. We would love to do that. Just, you know, taking a, a van and touring, you know, all, all the United States. Las Vegas, New York, and California. <laughs> the major ones. You should talk to Vegas, see if you can set up a residence. <laughs> well, kind of going, you know, to, to go more to you guys, like, when did you start to, like, get into metal, heavy music and all that was, um, and did you have like, um, do you come from musical backgrounds or did you find you like that like later in life on your own? Well, I started playing drums uh, very soon at 10 years old or something like this, but I was not into metal or rock. At my home, there was Spanish pop musicians and not much more. But since I started, I started playing with friends, uh, discovering a lot of music, and that's the way, more or less, that I started with it. Yeah. For me, for example, I don't come, like, neither of my, of my parents are musicians, but my dad loves, like, the oldies, like, classic, classic 60s, 70s, 80s rock, you know? And uh, so I got to listen to a lot, a lot of that music when I was a kid. And then I started playing the guitar when I when I was fourteen, I think something. Yeah, around around fourteen, I started playing the guitar. I wanted. Uh, I just discovered Muse by that time. Sorry, by that time, and so I really wanted to you know to play the, the songs of the record, and so yeah, I started playing when I was fourteen. Muse, yeah, I I was huge into that band when I was in high school. I loved them. I thought they were like, the coolest thing. <laughs> And in my case, um, I started listening to music uh, very early. My my father was uh, showing to me uh, some good albums, uh, for example, from uh, Pink Floyd. And mm -hmm. after this, uh, it started. Um, I, I was singing a little bit of hip hop uh, in my <laughs> uh, 
when, when I was a teenager. And after this, on on 18, 18, I started playing bass and listened to more music, grunge and metal bands. And it was uh, a perfect view. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have like uh, do you have like a specific record that you would you know, say, like, kind of change your outlook on everything. Um, just something that you said, oh, this is this is way different and kind of helped you find, like, other, you know, types of heavy music or experimental music or what have you. Yes, I do have one album that was sharp to me when I listened to it. And it was the Scenes from a Memory from Dream Theater. Oh, yeah, I love that yeah. record. It, uh, it came out uh, the same year as I was born, 92, I think. And it was like, I didn't discover it uh, after, until I was like 18 or something like this. And it was like, wow, this is what I want to do. And much more uh, in this way or in this road. When I, when I was a teenager, I, the first album, I, I don't know if it changed my life in some sort of, sort of way, but the first album I really listened from the beginning to an end that I really got into and got the story of it and everything was uh, The Wall by Pink Floyd. Mm -hmm. I, really, I really was obsessed with that album. I would like, every time I was feeling down, I would just go and start listening to it. It was the first time I had an MP3, and so I, I got I got it from the CD from my dad. So I just burned the CD well to the MP3 with uh, with all the songs and just listening back to end over and over again every time I was coming down. Ah, uh, well, in in my case, I was listening a lot of music in uh, 2014 and 2015. A lot of music, different music, psychedelic music, heavy music. And I, I can, I, I could uh, see a band called Whitpecker. Whitpecker. Oh yeah, they're good. And that was uh, what what I want wanted to do at, at this time. I don't know. I like them a lot. I, I like that really um, that spacey take on stoner metal, whatever you want to call it. And good ambience and the yeah, are cool. Yeah. Good weed soaking music. <laughs> so how did you guys come together? Um, and what were you all up to before that? And so like what led to putting the band together? It was uh, an artist that uh, in common. that we had in common, yes. Victor, the bass, bassist and I, the drummer, uh, went to a Stephen Wilson concert. And we, we knew each other from the early years, but we lost uh, track of each other. We started talking at this concert and said, hey, I want to do some do music. Something. <laughs> do you play bass? I play drums, drums okay. a guitar. Let's find a guitarist. And, <laughs> and thus the band was born. Yes. <laughs> we had another uh, guitarist at the time, the former one, but uh, it came to an end. And here, the better <laughs> version. I don't know version. if it's well, better. I don't know if it's better. I, I do my best. <laughs> uh, yeah, so when was it? It was like two years ago, something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw they, they posted uh, an advert for, uh, for an audition for a guitar player. 
Facebook on Facebook or yeah. I don't remember. Super. Yeah, I think I saw it on Facebook on Blue. And I just answered to it. I did the audition. Sometime later, they called me to. He came with no pedals. I just moved to Barcelona, actually. And one of the first thing I did, I ran into Barcelona, I was looking uh, through ads, you know, to join a band. And I was like, I saw the ad, I was like, oh, cool. And so I'm going to try to get into this band. But I couldn't, I couldn't bring, uh, I just had my guitar, basically. I didn't have my amp or my pedal board or anything. So I just went to the audition yes. with, with my guitar. Jimmy Hendrix style, only volume from the guitar. A lot of reverb. <laughs> and with a okay, cool. You learn the sound, but you need to. Yeah. We need to work the sound. <laughs> but but we you, were need to, you need to get like 15 more pedals. <laughs> more <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, now basically I have gas. So uh, <laughs> I need to get a new pedal every. Yeah. Every month. New <laughs> <laughs> song, new pedal. New what? Oh, I was just joking. Like every time you make a new song, you need a new pedal for it. <laughs> oh, well, maybe we'll reach that point soon. I, I guess. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um. So, so you released your debut back in 2017. Um. Like most people I talk to, they they've got something like you know new coming out or whatever. Did you have like? Did you have bigger plans to try and like you know perform that? And um, you know, obviously, it's it you know it came out before the pandemic, but I'm assuming that like the pandemic kind of upended things as it did for a lot of other people. Yeah, the the pandemic was yeah it, it was kind of a a break for what we were doing because we were uh, right we were starting to get some motion you know we were having a right. couple of things planned and uh, we were writing a new material working on a new album exactly so uh, it all was like yeah you know like a bomb drop just like and everything yeah. stopped for a couple of months but fortunately thanks to the to the pandemic we uh, through instagram we met with uh, with another band from austria and uh we will be releasing the a new split album with them so uh we oh excellent and we started developing that new project so it was it had the pandemic had bad things, but it also brought this to the to the table, which is kind of a new new thing. That we split album that we will be releasing in a couple of months, months yeah, more or less. <laughs> as soon as possible. <laughs> Sometime, eventually. Yeah. It's like making the best of a bad situation. To yep. you know, instead of just like kind of sitting around doing whatever, it's like well, at the very least, let's. You know, and it could be hard to be creative when it's kind of a really shitty situation for everybody, but that's still good that you were able to do that. Yeah, especially for us, it was a bit hard because we are a band who love to, to play together. It's not like we, we can, you know, come up with some ideas separate ways and then try to, you know, to fix them together. So we really love playing and uh, jamming and Jam. everything. So that was what was hard because during two, three months, we were able to do that. And so it was really like slowing everything down. And uh, yeah, because basically from February it was, or March? March, yeah. Since March to uh, to uh, end of June. Yeah, well, yeah, like three months, yeah. It, yeah, you, you have to like feed off the energy of each other and it's just yeah. like that natural organic, you know, jams and whatnot. So yeah, it makes exactly. sense. Yeah. We needed that, yeah. So. Obviously, uh, you know, you did get to perform live eventually. Maybe not the most 
perfect circumstances, but I'm sure it felt good to do it regardless. Yeah, yeah, totally. It was it was great. Yes, yeah, we had we have a couple concerts uh, since the pandemic, and I think they went very well. It was like uh, an explosion of remembering how it was before everything. <laughs> like, wow, uh, a year or two years since the last concert, and the the feeling of feeling the the bass in the heart, you know. <laughs> Yeah, and it was really needed. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the word. We needed it. We really needed to to get back on stage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I believe that I'm. You know, I've I've been buying some tickets to shows, and you know, fingers crossed everything goes well. Uh, it's but it's gonna be like a yeah, it's gonna be a a, a crazy weird experience. Even when I was saying we had like a, a bit of a late night last night, like we were at an event and I haven't been to a big gathering of people in a very long time. Like, I kind of forgot how to talk to people, you know, like, <laughs> I, like I can talk to, you know, you guys fine because we're not in the same room or whatever, but like I'm in there and I'm like, oh my God, like, do I like fist bomb, shake hands? Like what, you know, I don't, I don't know what everybody does. So it's like kind of weird to be going out and doing those sort of, um social engagements again so yeah i have to like almost relearn it and I, i'm a people person <laughs> yeah yeah but now in the, in the united states it's it's fine right i mean you don't have many more restrictions or stuff like that i think right? it's getting at the, yeah I, at the moment it's definitely become more lax so but you know we'll see what happens but now that you know, you, you were able to do some concerts and, you know, it's feeling good again. Uh, you know, are you, um, do you have any like future plans or, you know, are you being like a little bit cautious to make more like, you know, commitments down the line or anything like that, or rather, is there anything that you would like to do in the future? Like where you want to take the band? Like the band I spoke to the other day, like they were uh, very excited about, you know, potentially playing Duna Jam, which is like a big, psychedelic rock fest in in um in italy so i don't i don't know if there's anything like that in um i don't know if there's anything like that in barcelona or spain but i'm i'm pretty sure you could find yourselves on a bill that would welcome you in you know what i mean so uh yeah well besides the the split album uh, i mean we talked mm -hmm. about it a few minutes ago you know with the, with the austrian band so we will be releasing that in a couple of months something like that and then we're also working right now on new material for for second album. So uh, yeah, that, that's our main goal, just like finishing writing a new album. If like uh, we can get into some uh, getting some live shows, trying to get into some festivals. We'll see how the promotion of the split album works, and we'll try to get some into some places with that. And uh, yeah, just taking it one step at a time. But for sure, we want to keep doing material writing music, playing music live, and uh, see where it takes us. Cool. Awesome. Um, what, what's the name of the band you're doing the split with? Dos Lujos. In Spanish, for two wizards. <laughs> two wizards, Los Brujos. Okay, cool. I'll check them out for sure. I'll, I'll uh, you know, see what they're about. With your album, if I can just go back to it uh, briefly, you know, it, uh, it's funny that you mentioned the dream theater, like scenes from a memory album, like uh, this, this, your album uh, tales from, from the first light, it almost has sort of like that kind of concept of like looking back through memories for 
whatever reason, whether it's like a journey or trying to deal with something or whatever, kind of, you know, not your typical, um, like psych stuff with like aliens and like, you know, driving a cool car in the, in the desert or something like that. It's kind of, it's kind of an abstract concept, you know, thinking of like with memories and, and that kind of thing. So I, I just thought that was kind of interesting. Like I thought it was, it was different and like the, the album cover is very like, it's like very not metal, you know, like it's, it's not like a, like a drawn thing. It's got this very like almost like photorealistic painterly kind of, uh design to it. it it's just cool it's a little bit different than your usual fare you know you're not singing about yeah. like dismembering body parts and uh <laughs> like smoking a ton of weed while riding like a lizard through space <laughs> we try to not be uh, that kind of metal like uh aggressive and obscure yeah. and we'll uh we love this Trying to bring a, a little bit of light into this uh, doom or psychedelic or we still heavy have, music. We still have, you know, like if you, yes. if you see the, the especially in the in the shows, like mm -hmm. uh, it, it it's quite heavy, but it's it's happy at the same time, you know, a lot of riffs, you know, in major scales and stuff, uh, heavy but but happy and with with light. Yeah, <laughs> and I I haven't seen anybody play the bass like that in quite a long time. It's been a long time since I since I saw that. That's like a very like technical approach. Most bass players oh. are like down to here. Yes, that that bass it's really it's like a devil. It's like a devil and. The precision base that that precision base need to be uh, heated and I don't know it's like a crazy horse you know <laughs> if I down the base I I, I cannot uh, play yeah <laughs> it's really it's really hard uh, hard strings and I don't know it's it's hard to to play that that base just that base it sounds amazing. But, but it's it's like, <laughs> he made it, does, it does. Uh, like piece by piece, and it's and it's cheap, but uh, I don't know. It's the best uh, precision that I ever had. <laughs> he has these yeah. days and a Warwick and a cool, uh, expensive Warwick, and we prefer the the orange one. That one. cheap uh, precision, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, if it if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You, you work with what exactly. you work with. So have you been uh, listening to anything else lately? Um, you know, uh, anything of note? Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, I like a lot uh, the new album from uh, Buffalo, King Buffalo. Yeah, they're good. Those guys are rad. Yeah, same for the last album of Organ Witches. Oh, mm -hmm. I, yeah, I've been listening to Organ Witches a lot. I, I, I really love them. And uh, well, they were coming to Barcelona in October, but not, they, they canceled it then into uh, 2022. So I'm disappointed. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, I will be catching them next time they come here for sure. Yeah, they've been they've been brought up a lot on here. Yeah, very very popular. And the last album I've listened to and almost cried listening to it 
It's uh, the opposite by Wifi Clyro. I think it's a great band. It's a, a little bit different, different yeah, from what we do, but mm -hmm. I think it's uh, very amazing. And very iconic. Yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't listened to them that much, but I have some friends who like really dig the shit out of them. I recommend it to everyone. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna I'll, I'm gonna add it to my list of stuff to check out. That's what this thing is all about too, just learning about more and more music. You can never have enough. Cool. Um, well, is is there anything you want to uh, plug or promote right now? Um, where people can find your stuff, where they can buy your music and whatnot. Uh, sure. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, make sure to to check well the the last YouTube videos. Well, the, of the last, well, of one of our last live shows that we did. So, uh, just yeah, if people want to enjoy and see us perform live, that would be a great option for people in the United States. And uh, yeah, so you can go and check us out on YouTube, Spotify, Bandcamp. That's where you can find all them out there. Um, so. I don't really have any other, any other questions for you. So thank you for taking the time out of your day and coming on here. Really appreciate it. And uh, looking forward to hearing that split down the road with uh, Dos Brujos. Thank you for having us. Thank you a lot for having us. Yeah, it was great meeting nope. you. No problem at all. And that'll do it for this chapter of the diary.